Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. First episode of the new year, Toast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, my Giants season officially over. Correct. Uh, we beat the Eagles, though. We could talk about them first, I think. Uh, yeah. Forget the Giants. Uh, no one really cares about it, them right now. It was a year for The them. Eagles might have had one of the biggest downfalls of all time. Shout out to the 49ers because they curb stomped and was like, we laid out the blueprint. Check the film, Dallas. Yeah. And then everyone proceeded. The Giants almost beat them twice. They almost lost out. That's correct. And even that's when the Giants were like, I don't even know how the Giants were still in that game, but they were still in that game. They were still in that game. And yeah. then they beat them last week with their starters. Yes. Like, and very severely hurt Jalen Hurts, which is concerning. Yeah. He even said the other day he hasn't even thrown a football yet. Saw that, yeah. So, do we see Marcus Mariota starting? Ah, man. If. Oh, I, I don't. Unless, like, that, that finger is not healed. Are they going to, what do you think, tape it up to the other finger? I think they'll tape it up. Shoot him up with some steroids? I, I, get out there? Probably. I, I just, I can't see Mariota starting. I just can't see it. I'd be surprised if he He's he still a little banged. That was his, like, knee or something from weeks, weeks ago. Probably. But, I mean, you know, playoff time. You they're, know, you're, you're guaranteed only one game. So I feel like forget the offense, though. The defense is abysmal. Man, 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 man. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't talked about. I feel like we only really talked. We've talked a lot about the Dolphins and the Giants, you know, for reasons. Obviously, it's time to talk about the other Eagles, teams. Right? <laughs> like um, Nick Sirianni man. has been so bad that like he might get fired. Yeah, like it's honestly incredible. Like he lost his two coordinators. They had to win like one more game to get the the top seed and yeah. win the division. Yeah, they lost two of his coordinators and did not replace them properly. And then his defensive coordinator. You replace him with Matt Patricia. Yeah. I think, oh, my God. I don't know. How does he have yeah. a job? He's so it's bad. Crazy. Debo Samuel was two for, like, his predictions are spot on. He was saying last year, I believe. Yeah, I think it was last year that, you know, when Bradbury and Slay were getting all this praise, they were like, not so much Slay, but more Bradbury. Like, it wasn't them being all pro. That D-line made them all pro. Yeah, they had such a good pass rush at last yeah. year that they really didn't have to cover anybody. Yeah, and when they did, it was like they just had to hold coverage for like two, three seconds. Right. Yeah, and now they're really getting exposed. Now when the pass rush isn't as strong, James Bradbury is getting diced up, and we kind of saw that at the end of his Giants career. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why they ended up cutting him. Yeah, he had a real strong one opening year, but then he was getting yeah. exposed left and right. We cut him. And then you hear a lot of Giants fans like, oh, we regret it. He's all pro this year. It's like, well, not anymore. When you have that kind of pressure they did last year, absolutely. Evan could be all pro out there at cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think around like a six flat 40? I mean, I'll take a six flat 40. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in my prime, maybe when I was like running in high school and stuff like that, maybe. I would hope I get maybe sub six, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, good stuff. But I'm here for the Eagles' downfall. Hopefully, the Cowboys lose two, then I'll really be happy. But they're looking, they're looking dangerous. 
because their defense is good, but like yeah. the offense is like, actually clicking now. And CD yeah. Lamb just had the best receiver season ever in Cowboys history. Yeah, yeah, he's really stepped it up for sure. And and that's with a very inconsistent running game. And then now you're hearing people calling him like slot boy. Like, all right, let's relax. Oh, yeah. I mean, CD, I take CD over Michael Thomas like any day of the week. Like when you think of like the sl- like the slant well, he's slant boy. Like, I'm talking slot oh. boy. Well, that's no, like, the, 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 that's the, like the, the same words are th- close. The words are close. Yes, yeah, so that's like the same attention that um, Cooper Cup got. Right. Because like, oh, he's not an X receiver. He's playing in the slot where you know you're not getting as much attention. It's like, well, if somebody could get a 2,000 receiving yards playing a slot, everyone would. Right. He's very good at football, and I mean, dice me up in the fantasy championship. Fair enough. There you go. Shout out Harrison Butker. Facts, facts. Uh, listen, uh, that's a good football team. You know, yeah, their defense is obviously gets a lot of praise, as deservedly so. It's a great unit. But I mean, yeah, that offense, Dak's playing the best football that he's played probably in his career. And Brandon Cooks is like a very slept on weapon. Yeah. Like he he's like almost like a Gabe Davis in a sense where like he'll be gone the whole game that all of a sudden he'll torch a defense for like a forty yard reception. You know, get, yeah, he's playing like how everyone values him in fantasy as like the hmm, he's I'll like pick, the sneaky I'll pick him in the seventh eighth round. See what I can do with it. like he's playing at that level. But he's good for like more two receptions for seventy yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm they love throwing it to him in the red zone. You know, they also love throwing. It for, I feel like Turpin always comes up in the red zone for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. They got Ferguson has done a great job filling in for um Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Yep. It's they're scary. Yeah, they're they're a good yeah, they're a really good football team. And I think I, I think this is the most complete Cowboys unit we've had they've had in quite some time. And surprisingly not through the run. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I think that's the one thing that concerns me. If, you know, the going gets tough in the passing game, I don't trust Pollard to get those gritty yards and punch yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, that's uh It'll be interesting, um, but I, I I think they'll be fine. I, I I genuinely think they'll be fine. I think they got a I think they got a good unit. I just don't around. see a world where they get past San Fran. Well, I mean, yeah, San Fran's the favorite, you know, on the NFC. So. But there's even some NFC teams where, like, I could see on a good day if Detroit's fine. I could see them. Like shot, like once again, they're not the fairest, but I feel like on a good day, Detroit is more right. likely to beat oh, San yeah. Fran than Dallas is. Absolutely, I, just because like, yeah. I once again, Detroit might be the most complete offense. Obviously, excluding when they're the powerhouse that is San Fran. I mean, right. you got two well, yeah. stud running backs. You have Amon Rose, like the most consistent receiver in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, J-Mo has been a phenomenal deep threat towards the yeah. back half. He's finally starting to get comfortable with yep. the offense. He's a speedster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else over there? Reynolds. Well, you have Laporta, but is he hurt? Is he not playing? Yeah, he might be done. Yeah. That's tough. That's a killer. I forgot about that. That's man. a tough one. It's really tough. I mean, he's been an absolute red zone threat. You, you saw I made that call on Thanksgiving. that he, he cashed me on that red zone touchdown. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. But, I mean, we'll see what golf is made of. You know I will be tuned into that Lions-Detroit game. I'm that, not going to miss a second. You of that mean Lions-Rams. You said Lions-Detroit. <laughs> Lions-Rams. That's going to be – that, that's probably going to be the game of the week. I want to see an offensive show out. Yes, I hope so too. I, really I, I think we'll get that. I think we'll get that because that, def, that Lions defense is a bit uh, – uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very. Eh. What are you doing tomorrow for that uh, Dolphins game? You, you got you, like, are you like a person where like you'll watch it with people, or like you need to be locked in your room and just watching the game and turn off? I can I can do either or. I can do either or. Like we can watch it if you, if you want to watch it. That is true too. But I was just more saying from the sense like, how do you take it? Like when it comes to a playoff game, are you like a? Well, the, there's some people that are like lock myself away and no, I can't I can't be triggered no, during this game. Well, no, I, I can do either or. I can really do either or. Like I mean, last year. When we watched the the Bills Dolphins game, went to Tebs. Yes, that is true. And the Giants. And, and the Giants game. I feel that was a little different because you guys were so banged up, you didn't even care anymore. That's well, that's true. But it's still the playoffs. Did Skylar Thompson play? Yeah. Where is he? Third string. Are oh, he still on the team? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, that's why he's the third string. <laughs> that is why he is the third Who's string. The backup. Mike White. Oh yeah. Thank goodness we didn't see a whole lot of him. So. Um, oh yeah. But. Um, yeah, I can, I can go either or. I'm, um, Has he even taken a snap? I think he took he's, one he's, against the Jets. He's, he's taken a few. Uh, he played in the in the uh, seventy point game against Denver, and he, then he went, he played a little bit in the Carolina. Did he throw a touchdown in that game? He, he threw one to Robbie Chosen. I, yes, yes, yes. And then he played a couple snaps in the Carolina game and threw a pick six. <laughs> God. Yeah, it was a really bad pick six. He he eyed the dude down. It was like I'm gonna throw there. And I've seen two pull a couple of those he, Yeah, he, he very much did that last week. And I think this is so. a perfect transition to the Dolphins. Um, yeah, let's talk about those guys. I'm going to say my opening spiel, but then you can kind of take it away with uh, what you think is going wrong in Miami. Yeah. Um, watching that last Buffalo game, I feel like it was really like it exposed the biggest weaknesses with the Dolphins. I think uh, the offensive play calling is predictable. And you got – I feel like it's weird because – there's times where he should be running the ball, but you guys will throw it three times in a row, or vice versa, where like the run games are the passing games are open, and you guys just run three inside handoffs. But at the same time, there's also been great play calls that two hasn't executed. I think a perfect route. I was watching a film breakdown on oh. that last drive for the Dolphins, where they were sitting in a Tampa two. And Tyreek was running that little post route to the sideline. He also had his underneath dump off route, and a guy coming off the middle. And that that design, I, you've played Madden when you say on that Tampa two, you got to make that quick throw to the sideline right. on that coverage, right. and you have him open. And he proceeded to step up in the pocket, as you remember. He took those, he ran up and threw it on the run to him. Oh yeah. Not only did he miss it, but there was no pressure coming in on the pocket. There's no one coming from the side. All the pressure was in front of him, and he stepped up into the pressure. Uh, then was contested and proceeded to throw a hit like behind him and over and lead him into getting hurt instead of towards the sideline. And even if he didn't catch it, it doesn't put your receiver at risk of getting blasted. Well, what happened? That happened. And then what happened next play? Tyreek gets out. And Clay pulls in. And that was an even worse decision in the sense like, well, one, he was like triple covered. B was Chase Claypool. Yeah. And it was a terrible ball placement. Yeah. If there was yeah. one guy there, it would have been a pick. Yeah. I, I think. And if there was no guys there, he wouldn't even have reached That's a, clearly a Tyreek play. I don't and, care yeah. who's there. The throw was so bad that nobody's catching that. Look, the only person th- there that could make that play is Tyreek. Yeah, that's but unfortunately, fair. that's but unfortunately, if you saw the breakdown of that play, everyone was locked up. Yeah, Barrios in the field, Cedric yeah. Wilson, every like everyone was locked up. Throw so, away. 
He's playing hero ball. He was playing. And hero I ball. don't know if the, like you can tell me this as a Dolphins fan if this is a consistently a consistent trait with Tua over the years, or maybe it's an injury thing. Is he afraid of getting hurt and he gets a little more frantic with pressure as of late? But it just seems in well, a when there's pressure, but more importantly when it's like high stakes situations and he needs to make those final drives, he gets very frantic, throws the ball a little too early. Or even hold on to it too late, but he's just not making thought out decisions. Like, you know, he was supposed to be the high IQ. He could read defenses. He's making accurate throws. But he's just in his head and he plays afraid in those high stakes situations. I think, I think a lot of, th- I think he's very much has sped up his internal clock with mainly with the injuries to the O line. Because it felt like the first half of the season when that O line was healthy, yeah. he had time in the pocket to go through his reads and make the throw. Unfortunately, you're playing with backups, third-string guards and tackles and stuff like that, and it feels like he's definitely definitely speeding up his process. And, I mean, unfortunately, he's we're very reliant on Tyreek. Yeah, and I which, feel like, but the thing is, though, if we want to hold him as a even top 15 guy. I you, mean, he is he, a top 15 guy. But... Listen to my point. I'm not saying he's not a top 15 guy, okay. but if you want to be held there consistently over multiple seasons, you got to be able to, you know, adapt to situations like that. Like, great. Like, everyone could be the guy that throws for however many yards when the going, you right. know, when you have the clean pocket and you have Tyreek Hill open all the time. That's phenomenal. Right. I mean, Sam Howell led the league in passing at some point. Like, cool. But. As Tua, as that national champion that came as a top pick from Alabama, and you want to be the Dolphins quarterback for the next decade, you know, when the offense line isn't as good, you got to be able to make the quicker reads, make the proper throws, at least complete one drive. Because you guys have, what, one win against the winning team this year. Yep. And I've seen, there's been four drives this year I can count off the top of my head where we've looked at Tua and been like, you need to score now. This is a game-winning drive. Game over if you can score. And he has completed zero out of four. Right. I mean, I think, unfortunately, people forget about the week one game against the Chargers because the Chargers did not have a good season. Um, and the Dallas one is, I guess, the only one. But obviously, people, the the Eagles game, the obviously the, the Chiefs game, and, you know, whatever happened last week, which was. And there's another one, but I can't click. I just uh, remember counting four last time I broke oh, it down. Oh, the Titans game, which. Just that was it, another it, real bad the, one. The the worst feeling I ever had. Just brutal. I just uh, and the thing is though, I make all the jokes in the world. Don't get me wrong. Turn the ball over, ha, ha, ha. but he doesn't yeah. really turn it over that much, except when he gets to that fourth quarter in that crunch time. He tends to throw the ball away, and you know, in places where like he's taking sacks he doesn't need, but then speeds it up and he'll throw it into double coverage. And it's just, he doesn't look this, like, first quarter, like, if you could break it down, give me a first half and second half breakdown, it'd be, like, two different quarterbacks. Well, yeah, well, I think that that that's a thing where, in my opinion, the first, because, like, look, the first half of the Buffalo game, he threw, he threw a bad pick, like, in that opening drive, but he played solid. He played some yeah. solid ball. But I think, as well, when you have a predictable offense and the defense is just, re- is just, they they figured it out, you know. He doesn't have the athleticism like Josh Allen and these and those guys. It's sort of like, all right, I gotta make these throws, yeah. and some some land, some don't. 
that's where like a lot of times like I know Josh Allen at the rate he turns over the ball, but I I give him a lot more of a pass than I do other quarterbacks because like I said, when the going gets tough, when you need somebody to make a play, as we saw even in the Miami game, he, I mean that, he I mean, puts yeah. the points up and he gets it done. That third and long to put away the game. I mean he ran through like four guys to get that first down. Those Dolphins players were so scared. Of it was what Josh third Allen. and fifteen. That, that I drive. think somebody had him wrapped it about five yards past the line of scrimmage. Soft football team. They're a soft football team, the Dolphins. They're so soft. And you guys lost Van Ginkle, who I think was the most underrated player on your defense. I mean, he was, he's been like a dog at linebacker. Yeah, he, he had a quiet game last week, but I think man. he's had like he's had an underrated year. Look, he's yeah, he's, he's had a good year. It's just. He's like a such high motor a, guy. Such a soft football team. Such a soft football team. Like, I, mean, lo- like, the, the I know Bradley injuries. Chubb wasn't doing that great, but losing him hurt. I mean, because your pass was. P- I know you have your opinions on Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb had, has had an amazing season. He had yes, double digits. But, but I'm saying, though, it hurts because the pass rush was already like, all right. But now losing him, I mean, who's, who's on that edge now? Well,. Okay, so your defensive linemen are now Emmanuel Ogba, who's been a rotational player who will probably be cut after this year. Melvin Ingram, who wasn't playing football for uh, like three weeks ago. Oh. And you just signed, and the Dolphins just signed Bruce, Bruce Irvin? Bruce Irvin? No way you signed Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin, Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston. Justin Houston? Justin Houston. They needed guys. They needed bodies. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm running... I would say Kadarius Tony, but still anything over the middle is outrunning these linebackers. I think A, Kelsey, or B, even like those backup tight ends are going to have a field day on those linebackers. They're too old and slow. Well, I mean, those are defensive linemen, so. I mean, Houston's a linebacker. Like an edge rusher. He'll be He's an outside back, I guess. All right. Listen, they'll probably torch our linebackers. They'll, they'll torch it's just, David Long and Duke Riley. So. Is Justin Houston not a linebacker? I feel I, for some reason my mind is yeah, like maybe just prime and played a little bit yeah. of coverage. Yeah. My apologies. Still, let's go back to outside linebacker. Sign. It's just sign Cam Wake. He was at the game uh, on on Sunday. Maybe they'd called him and he was like, "I'm retired." Thank yeah. you. God, I missed that. Very man. possible. I missed that man. I missed that man so much. <sighs> is anybody in like even available? I think Who's it's a little not? too late for that. So. Game's tomorrow, so... And it's especially tough, like, you can say whatever you want about the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes will still pick you apart. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, they, yeah. They still have... You could say, like, the receiver core is bad. Travis Kelsey's old. But Mahomes is Mahomes, and he'll still make plays. Um, I hate the excuse of people being like, oh, the league just wants the Chiefs to win. Uh, I don't I don't really care for that. It's kind of stupid. I mean, stupid. yeah, but... <laughs> like, it's all fun and games, but, like, in reality... Eh. Yeah. But um Mahomes is still already a top guy all time. Yeah, yeah. Listen, like the Dolphins did a good job against them last time. I mean, the Dol- the defense only gave up 14 points cuz one of the, one of their touchdowns was a a fluky fumble. So I'm the defense, I'm not as worried. I know we're banged up, but I'm not as worried as probably I should be, but just the offense and what the game plan would be. I hope. I truly hope. Well, here's a little breaking news on Alabama. DeBoer is now negotiating a contract to replace Saban. So we'll it looks talk, like we'll, he's the we'll, next we'll, hire. We'll talk about some of the head coaching stuff in a little bit. No, yeah, but I just want to say but that yeah, was yeah. just breaking. Oh, nice. That he is negotiating a contract. Oh, there you go. We'll there you go. Um, just off, I just hope the Dolphins, because I'll never forget the Tennessee game in, tw- in the 2021 season where 
Brian Flores, you know, everyone's now giving the retroactive, like, oh, he might have been right about Tua. No, shut up. Where he was like, you know what, we're going to throw the ball 35 times in, like, rainy weather. I hope the Dolphins run the ball 80% of their snaps. Most it's not going to play, I don't think. He's questionable. If he doesn't play, then fire the whole medical staff because they're the, they're the softest team. If he's 80%, he should play. Same thing with Waddle. Mm-hmm. Although, apparently, the report was, like, those guys wanted to play, and they were very close to playing on Sunday. I'd like to didn't. see some Tyreek Hill, like, Debo-style runs out of them. No, because no. Why? Or even Waddle. Why can you not run some end-arounds? No, because, no, absolutely not the end-arounds, because Waddle got hurt on an end-around. What's no. the odds it happens twice? The, the end-arounds have not have How about barely a Chase worked. Claypool in the round? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> He's Fuck fast. No. He's kind of speedy. How about, how about a Braxton Barrios end around? I wouldn't mind a little Braxton Barrios. All right. A little, little Alex Earl special. How about that? Who's that cornerback off the practice squad that Tyreek said that was like the fastest guy? Oh, on the Ethan team? Bonner. Throw him on an end around. White cornerback. He's a white cornerback. So. That is true. Um, that kid out of Iowa is my first round pick. That's right. That's right. Part of the, uh, the all white team. The all white team. <laughs> all right, Rashad. Uh, but. Um, I hope we run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Hope we run the ball a lot. I want to see Moser, obviously HN, who's looked really good. And I want to see some Jeff Wilson, a little more Jeff Wilson too. Don't know why they those the team abandoned the run so quick. Uh, I've had I have my thoughts on McDaniel with the play calling and. Would you say he's more of a coordinator than a coach, a head coach? I don't, I, I think well, this is only year two. It's only year two. All right. So. I'm I'm not gonna do that yet. I'm not gonna do that yet. Look, we'll see in year three. We'll see in year three. He'll he'll be our he'll be our next year. He'll be our next year. The people the, the people that are like yeah, he's absolutely gonna be yeah. here next year. There is nothing that can happen in that next game, like short of him like fighting the other coach yeah. that can get him fired. Listen, if we have like a similar situation like in the Buffalo game or even like the Buffalo game last year in the playoffs. Where we're like we're getting out, out late in the huddle and stuff like that. We're you know from a fourth and one to a fourth and six situation. Maybe you, I'm not saying his his seat is scorching hot, but we could have we could be like you could interview Vrabel. No, fuck no. You I don't, don't like Vrabel? I'm not a big Vrabel guy. He's a fine coach. He's a fine coach, but I'm not a Vrabel guy. Really? I'm not. I'm not a Vrabel guy. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about some more head coaches. But I just want to finish my little spiel about the Dolphins. Maybe he brings Tannehill back. That Ryan Tannehill has, has it's he's been in the league for like thirteen like twelve years. It's overtime. He has constantly like, he is so good at screwing over the Dolphins when he was here in Miami and when he's left. He is so good at screwing the Dolphins. But regardless, um, yeah, Mike, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna finish my point here. I'm not gonna say his seat is like scorching hot, but we could be like, all right, Mike, second year, you're still making the same mistakes. Let's figure this shit out. You know, let's. Stop being predictable. Let's stop abandoning the run too quickly. Let's get out of the huddle quickly so we don't burn timeouts all the time. Like, let's let's pick it up a little bit. All right. Okay. And so you got the same conversation, too. I do think Tua will be the quarterback in 2024, but you can have... He'll be in the quarterback room. I Like, no. I, I, who do you bring in? Who do you bring in? Well, I think he'll start, but once again, how are you not against bringing in a rookie? We had this conversation earlier. I'm why not, why can't you have a Patrick Mahomes to your Alex Smith? Alex Smith was a pretty damn good quarterback. Well, 
Alex Smith was like 30-something. He was also a game manager that won a lot of games. Alex Smith was 30-something. He was a 30-something like I said, he was also a game manager that won a lot of games. Alex Smith. They couldn't get over the hump with Alex, Alex Smith. Alex Smith was 32 years old. They could be a Drake May away from a dynasty. We could be a Drake May of being like, why the fuck did we draft a quarterback at this? And then you fire everyone, and here we go. We start all over again. Like like Mitchell Trubisky. Well, same, that, same school. I don't want to risk it. Where I feel like, like where Drake we, May is way better than Mitchell Trubisky. I think so, too. But, I mean, you're going to trade all... Listen, the Dolphins traded a lot for Tyreek and like didn't have a first-round pick for... Forever, it feels like you're like, you're gonna, like if you don't win, you're gonna blow it up again. You have a new GM, you probably have a new head coach. Okay, so I don't want to do, do this do? process Would you again. Trade up for one of those top tackles. I mean, like the thing is, I think you could find you. You could probably find someone wherever you pick. Maybe trade up a little bit. I don't know. I think you'll find someone in free agency because I, I, credit to the offensive line and the offensive line coach. He's done an amazing job. I think you'll find someone like maybe like a little cheap. I don't know. I'm not saying like Toronto Armstead's going to be. Hand in hooker. I'm, we're done with this conversation. We're, I we're, said that last year at the draft. He's sitting on the Lions. He's finally healthy again, I think. Yeah, great. He's sitting behind Jared Goff, who's done a fine job. So, Hey, maybe Miami sends a seven for hand in hooker. He is like the same age as Tua. Like, what's the point? He's better. Yeah. <laughs> if he was better, I don't think he would be uh, a, a backup. What, third round pick? That was because he was injured. Oh, okay. That's you know it was, too. He would have been like a second round pick. Okay. Probably a backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a different team. On a different team. But, um, head coach. On to head coaches. Head? I mean, yeah. we just. We have like, a lot of news. We kind of have like the end of an era. Mm-hmm. Saban retired. Bilicek is. Moving to a different team. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's done like it's it's the witching hour. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Pete Carroll apparently still wanted to coach too. I, I, people are saying he's yeah. going to go into front office position. Yeah. I think they, they said he's like a special advisor. He still apparently wants to head coach. I can see him being like a special advisor for a year and then maybe finding a gig. Maybe he goes back to college. That'd be interesting. Goes back to USC. Replaces Lincoln Riley. That'd be funny. Maybe with his defensive coordinator. That'd be that'd be crazy. Imagine if Batman interviewed him. Oh my god. So the, the, the I, three guys like I've I've grown on Carroll. I used to not be a Pete Carroll guy at all. My dad hates Pete Carroll. Is it because of the USC situation? USC. He was a he was with the Jets. I feel like all dads don't like him for the USC situation. Like it's like yeah yeah that doesn't help. My dad hated. He was with the Jets. I think he was the head coach for the Jets like in the nineties. He hated him. Uh, I think he was on the Patriots staff at one point. Uh, I think before Belichick. Maybe. But um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. My dad was it was not a Pete Carroll guy. I, I've grown to to respect and appreciate him a lot more. But I mean, Belichick obviously, as a Dolphin fan, don't like him. Get him out. Saban, what he did to the Dolphins, don't like him. You know. I feel like him being gone officially means like they can crumble and burn. Alabama. Oh, I was thinking. I was more saying Belichick because you don't like Belichick. Oh, well, like we kind of talked about it a little bit as well during our delicious uh, lunch. Uh, shout out Times Square Diner. Um, um, yeah, like Jerron Mayo. He's gonna be the new head coach for the 
for the Patriots. It's kind of just bleh. Listen, draw Mayo. Where do you get drafted by? Who do you get drafted by? New England Patriots. Career Patriot. Playing career. Patriots from like 08 to 15. Defender. De- defender, yes. Linebacker. He was a linebacker. All right. It just screams. Coaching Belichick career. Junior. Coaching career. Where is he coach? Only New England. Only New England. No other stops. No, nowhere in college. No, no, not, not even no, high school in there. No. New England. Through and through. You couldn't get more New, uh, New England. You couldn't get more Belichick than this guy. You couldn't. Imagine they hired his son. I mean, man, that would have been just, yeah. That, <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. That, that would have been embarrassing. That, man. Yeah, man. Listen, I, I told you, like, I don't think they'll be a I don't think they'll be good for a while because they're keeping in the family. And listen, it worked, but it worked 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's, it hasn't worked. This, didn't work this year. It didn't work last year. 2020, they made the playoffs, but it was like, okay, sure. But then 2020, like after Brady left, has it worked? No, not really. So, I mean, Mayo's got some big shoes to fill, obviously. Will he fold them? Probably not. I think it's fair to say. But, I mean, can he recruit a staff? Or is he going to recruit a similar staff like Belichick and all the Belichick disciples do, where it's but people that he's worked with in New England or college coaches? Yeah. That is only – that is one thing as well that people don't talk about Belichick, uh, the Belichick so I feel disciples. Like he likes guys not having in on his coaching staff. I feel like that was kind of like the behind it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, like the one thing that people don't talk about enough is is not only, not only these disciples trying to be like Belichick, but they hire their their buddies, people that they're familiar with in that inner circle in the in the and it doesn't work. And it doesn't else. work, and it's like all right, you try to get some. It's like all right, we'll get someone else, like someone outside the Belichick thing. They'll they'll only get college coaches. They're like oh, I'm getting a job in the NFL, you know, so. I remember when Flores was here, his like assistant defensive backs coach was a high school football coach. Mm. So, I mean, so it's gonna be interesting to see, like maybe maybe Bill O'Brien stays on the staff for like a year. But like, okay, 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 like, he stays he stays on the staff for a year. Maybe next, maybe in twenty twenty five he's like, Bill, uh, Bill O'Brien leaves. He's like, all right, who's gonna be? Offense coordinator. Is he just going to promote from within that like Belichick always does? Yes. Or is he going to find some outside noise? I mean, when when Josh McDaniels left. Nick Saban re- comes back to exactly. coach the New England Patriots. There you go. Exactly. But, but imagine. But, but remember when Josh McDaniels left to be the Raiders coach. Who did he bring in? Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And also brought in former New England players. There you go. There you go, because they know the offense. They know they they. It's the the Patriot way. It's people that they're familiar Who's with. Stidham ever on New England? He was drafted by New England. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's, I would, I just want to make yeah, sure yeah. before I said Stidham too. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, Kobe Myers. Exactly. How did that? Chandler work Jones for his downfall. Ooh. Yeah. Like. So, how do you feel though about now more pivoting towards Alabama, the Washington coach being, which is. Now with the reports coming in, he's going to be hired as the next Alabama Killing coach. Killing the board, yeah. And I see a lot of people saying, like, oh, why didn't Washington offer him the bag? One, they definitely can't offer him as much as Alabama. 
And so even if it was less, he probably still would rather go to Alabama. Yeah. Look, Washington is going to lose a lot of players. Aduze just declared for the draft today. Penix is going to leave. And they're also just going to get folded in the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. They have, like, at least they're going to be competing in the Big Ten West. I guess so. Because um, in the Big Ten East, they would have actually zero chance because yeah. that's where you have your Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, like, still in the West now, you're going to have Oregon, which they have beat up on, but that was more of a Penix thing. Um, UCLA, USC. Now Iowa, Iowa and Purdue, who have just like fed off the the weakest Big Ten West of all time, have no chance of winning. Thank God, because be, every year it would be like the powerhouse of the Big Ten East versus the eight win team, Illinois. Or yeah, or like Iowa the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think DeBoer is actually a very good head coach. He, you know, he did great things obviously in Washington, made it to the national championship game, and even his stop at Fresno State. Turn yes, that, turn that program that. Allow, uh, around too. Like he's a very good head coach. I, I do think it's a it's a very it's a good, good hire. hire. It's a very good hire. But man, it's gonna be tough going from Pac-12. Imagine if, I can see Vrabel getting interviewed for that job. I don't. Know, I keep saying Vrabel, but he's not leaving the NFL. You you and you and fucking Vrabel, man. Yeah, I just he's, he's like once again why I see him working like an Alabama college situation is because he's very much like a player's coach. Yeah, but yeah, but like uh, I feel like those. Those guys do well in a college environment. Right. Well, yeah, and I feel like a lot of players, coach coming from college, buckle in the NFL. Like, there's not that many. Oh yeah, but, but also, can he can he recruit at the level? Like Tom, in the same sense, like what kind of money would they have to offer him? Like, let's say they, because I can see it happening. Let's say in a year or two, they mutually part ways. Who? Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Imagine what kind uh, of deal a college program would give him. Well, would he take that? They're probably not. That's what I'm saying. You got to offer him the the big. Oh bag. yeah, 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 yeah. Offer him the bag, but that's he might you may offer him the bag. He'd be like, nah, I don't know. Kind of like Hardball in Michigan right now. He's got like 150 million dollars sitting on his desk, and he's like, eh. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Look, he 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 already cemented his legacy because the money is not the like obviously the money matters. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But he's more like he might just be like, I want to win a Super Bowl now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he he look, he's done it. Like he's gonna he's gonna get a statue built, Harbaugh. In Michigan. Yeah, that's he's the reason why I went back. He, I don't think there was a world where he took any other college job other than Michigan. No, he's absolutely Michigan not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't care about college. He just more wanted to bring his alma mater back to glory. Exactly. He did it. It's done. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Through all the adversity, he finally did it. Man, I remember the first couple of years, but like he has no chance. He's never going to do it. They couldn't Even win. Even 2020. They were losing they, they to like Rutgers. I mean, they almost lost. Imagine, imagine Rutgers didn't blow that game. Maybe... Maybe maybe Michigan's like imagine Rutgers derailed Michigan this year. I don't know, man. But are we transitioning to Harbaugh or like or and just coaches what? in general? Yeah. The coach atmosphere yeah. right now. So what teams do you most likely see? Let's say he goes to the NFL. Okay. What teams do you most likely see him going with? Obviously, the flashy pick is the Chargers. Yeah. As much as I hate to say, it, I think like the Raiders is up there. It's, you got a big time owner willing to give you a lot of money. And a storied franchise. All right. I, I would like to see him f- to the Raiders because that's a that's a team that <sighs> needs. I mean, he built, they need a leader. They need a, they need a leader, but like that's a team that's had, I mean, some pretty rough stretches, and they haven't. What's not something they, they want to? I also heard people say that no one wants to play for that owner. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Mark, Mark Davis isn't. He's definitely one of the, the lower end owners 
in my opinion. He's not. He's a strange dude. He's a very odd dude. He's a very odd dude. And also, like, while, okay, yeah, you're going to bring a hardball, but which I, I do think players would be like, all right, yeah, we'll play for hardball. But then it's like Antonio Pierce, you know, all that stuff going on. Like, I don't see him going to a Tennessee. I don't no. see him going. Well, farther Maybe country. the commanders if they I give him the bash. Only, only I, if they give I him, feel like, like, heaven and earth. I feel like they have to hire Biennemi. No. No. I, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think fans want Biennemi. As the, I don't as think they care what the fans want. Has Washington ever done what the fans want? Ever? Well, you hope for with the new ownership, you would think. Ever. I mean, at one point they were probably they probably were <laughs> when they were good. So when two thousand twelve eighties when they were when they were rookie year of RG three. Even then, that was a flash in the pan. You're going back to years when they were a dynasty. Do you see but, any uh, teams? But I, I, I'm gonna say Chargers probably. Do you the see any teams talking to Harbaugh, and then if he's like, "I want," let's say, "I want to come to anywhere," forget it. Not the point. And they fire their head coach to get him. Do you see any teams doing that? Imagine the Eagles. What if you said like, hey, "That one, I would be disgusted," but two, that seems perfect. That seems too good. Yeah. I well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if they like called him and was like, "Look, we're thinking about firing Sirianni, but only really under the circumstance that like, would you come play for us? Yeah, uh, coach for us? Yeah." And someone actually brought up a good point. I want. I would love to credit this podcast, but I can't remember where I saw this. Damn. Damn. Do you see any other teams that would even be interested in Sirianni? And that, that's kind of like should be your hint as the Eagles. Like, if you fired him today, would anybody give him a call? I, I don't think, think so. I think so. Who who would hire him? Do you think like Tennessee? Maybe they got rid of their Un- unless like their you, players. Unless coach. there's like some like there's no rep- just, like true reports saying like yeah no like I know there's like reports and like rumors about like the locker room and stuff like that but like you hear it from like the like the players and stuff like that you'd be like oh, okay maybe but not. the thing is though I think the players like Sirianni I just don't think he's that good of a coach. Yeah, I, I would definitely say I think he's a, a pretty good coach, but I will say he what he failed in, like we kind of discussed, the staff, the staff, exactly. So that's that's like why you're the head coach. Your job is to make decisions. It's kind of like you're the CEO of a company. Your job isn't to do the day to day work. You're paid the big bucks to make the decisions and hire the right people. Yeah. Unlike you know, so hey, if the people yeah. you hired fail. You failed. Yeah, look, he 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 promoted from within people that he was familiar with, and it, and it backfired. So, ah, uh, it's kind of like the turmoil we kind of see with the Giants right now. A lot of people are saying Dable's kind of an ass. Um, he the ultra fi- guy. Well, he fired one of his own guys, but also fired some of Wink's guys, and that's yeah. why Wink, Wink inevitably left. blew up and left. Yeah. I I just I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. He's got he's got next year to prove it. I mean, if they oh yeah, not even miss the playoffs, but if they are a dumpster fire next year, win I say if they win under eight games, he's out he's out the door. If they miss the playoffs, yeah. No, I say like let's say if they miss the playoffs, they well, won nine. They, yeah, if they miss the playoffs, maybe they, they win, win like nine, nine games. games and like, uh, like okay, uh, but um, and it was like one of those where like they lost a couple close ones from the fourth quarter, but the team looked functional. All right. Yeah. 
But yeah, I guess so. If you win six, seven games, he's out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. 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 And you hear more reports. Oh, the new guys he brought in are fighting with. Um, and it, yeah. That's a. That's like, a it that's happens once. It's all right, but multiple times it's a pattern. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, that is interesting. But that's interesting. To but. tell this episode, Evan. How, what are your What are you feeling for the new year to come? Um. For the new year, like in in the sense of what? Whatever you like. Well. I'm hoping for uh, my my favorite sports teams to get their heads out of their asses. I think I've been hearing be- that one every year. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting, and I'm hoping for our podcast to you know keep chugging along. We're in year four now, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, chug along, make content, uh, keep recording episodes. You know. Posting more on our social media stuff. And to our viewers, a year of good health and prosperity. Of course. (laughs) And we wish you the best. Yeah, I'm not that selfish. (laughs) 